Hello and welcome to a Tuesday, April 11th edition of the Sports Ethos NBA DFS Today podcast. I'm your host, Harris Kermani, going solo today as we finally reach the end of what was an arduous regular season to say the least. Questionable tags, injuries, last minute changes to standings, but in the end we have it all set. And tonight starts off the playoff run for the NBA with two play-in games. Now, the good thing, of course, with all of this is that we can now start to worry a little less about players not potentially playing. Those questionable tags probably closer to probable and altogether some good competitive basketball with some pretty interesting matchups coming up, especially looking at some of these Western Conference uh, playoff matchups that we are seeing come through. But... Until we get there, we have to, of course, decide who is going to be the 7 and 8 seed on each side to get through. And today marks day one of that with the Atlanta Hawks taking on the Miami Heat and the Minnesota Timberwolves taking on the Los Angeles Lakers in their respective games to get themselves locked into what will be the 7th seed. Now, of course, what's waiting for them on the other side may make some things interesting and perhaps other things come into play. But... As far as the games themselves are concerned, we are looking at some pretty interesting ones here. Before we get into it, as always, though, get yourself subscribed to Sports Ethos. Get onto that DFS pass so that you can keep up with not only that live injury report, get access to our Discord where you can ask the pros all the way up until lineup lock for those changes that will make all the difference in the world. And of course, all of the amazing content that we'll have throughout the rest of the postseason, as well as all of the other sports that are there on sportsethos.com as well. So get yourself signed up. It is the best value in the biz. But let's jump right into game one of the two-game slate here. The Atlanta Hawks taking on the Miami Heat, going to Miami. A 228 game total on this one with Miami favored to win by five. As far as injuries are concerned, Atlanta thankfully looking like all systems go over here. While on the Miami side, really we just have a couple of questionable tags, although likely closer to probable on here. We have Lowry sitting as questionable, while Max Struess is in fact sitting as probable on here. So really... Lots of good things to look at as far as rotations are concerned here, just because some of these values are in a pretty good spot to be able to take advantage. Starting off with the Atlanta side, I'm looking at that mid-tier over here. I've always liked Bogdan Bogdanovich throughout the season, and his minutes total has been slowly ramping up as we got closer to the end of the regular season. We know how important he's going to be, not only as a key shooter for the Atlanta Hawks, but also a key guy in the clutch who has shown the ability to be able to hit those big buckets with a number of pretty solid playoff performances so far. In the three games that he did face up against Miami, didn't play you know, a supreme amount of minutes, but was still able to hit about 46% from three. That shot total, I expect, in general to go up, only averaging about nine field goal attempts in there. But for the basically vast majority of the month of March, he's been closer to that uh, 12 to 13 shot attempt on the games where he has played kind of regular minutes, which is what we expect to be the case over here. And I do like him more so than I like someone like a Sadiq Bey or even potentially a John Collins, though he is my other, you know, kind of dart throw to be able to put out there. 5,300, he is absolutely a better offensive player and a better fantasy player than that, but just has not had the kind of season that we would have hoped for with the guards taking up the majority of the usage there. That being said, if there's one thing we know, Miami is incredibly pesky on the perimeter. Guards often do not have the best of games against them. And that's uh, definitely shown in the four games that 
Atlanta has played against Miami in the season. Trey Young only shooting 35% from the field, 20% from three, and putting up 42 DK points. Now, of course, the volume could very well be there and puts him into another decent spot, but neither him or DeJounte Murray are absolutely kind of smash picks for me. I'd be more interested in some of the other guards that we will be talking about in the other side of this other side of this game as well as the next game on the slate. Now moving over to the Miami side though, if there's one thing that I have taught myself to never doubt, it's playoff Jimmy. It's just become a thing where he's obviously been chilling for the last little bit of the regular season while still putting up a couple of monster games in there. But for someone who is sub 10,000, in fact sitting all the way at 9,000, having that capability to be able to put up 50 plus on any given night on a regular basis once his offense gets going is absolutely in play here the fact that he's a small forward power forward for a guy who's going to be a heavy usage heavy handler of the ball player on the miami heat puts him in a much better position to be able to take advantage of that and still get exposure to some of these other guards that we'll be looking at here as well he's going to be well rested coming into this game didn't play the last game of the regular season and in the three games that he has played against the atlanta hawks has been shooting 63 percent from the field while putting up over 48 dk points on a nightly basis so 9,000 is definitely a great spot to be able to get him and on that same token, 7,700 is an incredible spot to be able to get Bam Adebayo, who alongside, uh, we'll be talking about Cat later on, are going to be my two favorite front court plays on this slate in general, just given the upside that they have. Bam continues to be a absolute presence on the defensive end. His offense has definitely been kind of off and on as far as the season has gone, but Atlanta has been a matchup that he has dominated. That front court on the Hawks side has just not been able to keep up with Bam's unique combination of speed and ability to be able to have a nose for the ball. So a defensive just presence in the matchups that he's had, and he's averaged nearly two blocks and two steals a game in the ones that he's uh, had while putting up nearly 49 DK points. So definitely a big guy to be able to look at here and a center that I will have quite a bit of exposure to and finally i know we've been talking about uh, a you know bunch of guards that are going to be options here tyler hero is definitely going to be an option uh, on that side uh, 6800 is a spot where he can you know get his offense going he's going to be putting up anywhere between 15 to 17 shots if not more in this matchup there which really just means that he needs to be at least somewhat efficient to be able to get to kind of a high 30s to potentially low 40s game here so not necessarily the guard with the highest upside on the slate today. I think there's going to be some on the Minnesota Lakers side that I'm going to end up liking a little bit more from a guard's perspective. But Tyler Hero is absolutely in play. And I think that's going to be where I spend most of my time as far as this matchup is concerned. The second one, though, the higher total of the night as well. Minnesota going into L.A. to take on the L.A. Lakers. The Timberwolves themselves dealing with a lot of controversy, but still able to go ahead and get that victory against the Pelicans in the last game to get themselves set up for a date at a possible seventh seed opportunity up against the Lakers here. 233 game total. The Lakers, though, favored to win by eight and a half. So Vegas is definitely expecting playoff LeBron to go ahead and uh, do his thing over here. As far as Minnesota is concerned, Obviously, the big news is Rudy Gobert, who has been suspended for this game after his altercation with Kyle Anderson in the last game there, where he uh, has responded badly to some things that were said to him, punched Kyle Anderson on well, really the armpit, but really dead. You can't do that on TV. And Timberwolves did take action to hold him out for this game, which definitely is going to have a big effect on here because really. 
who is going to be spending all that time now trying to guard Anthony Davis on the other side. And they're likely going to go for a bit of a committee approach here. We might be seeing a little bit more of Nathan Knight coming through. Uh, we might be seeing you know a little bit more of uh, Luca Garza potentially coming through because we also know that um, uh, not only is uh, Jaden McDaniels out with his <laughs> punching the wall broken hand, dumb as hell and Nas Reed is also out uh, with his um, with his injury which he's going to be out for what six weeks is what they're saying when they had that um, repair on his uh, on his left scaphoid so we'll see what that uh, rotation is looking like but I do expect that we're going to see a lot more Torian Prince which uh, we saw in that last game as well about all the way up to 35 minutes and I expect that minutes total is going to remain and he is definitely going to be highly in play for me 5600 a small forward power forward guy who's going to be shooting anywhere between 15 to 16 shots on an offense that absolutely needs him definitely going to be in play and then secondary I do believe Mike Conley is going to be a big play on this I know we spoke about Tyler Hero being in that same kind of price range I'm actually going to go probably against what the regular grain would be and say Mike Conley is going to be the better pick between the two as a guard. One, he's had excellent games against the Lakers of the four that he's played, shooting over 52% from three, 60% from the field, and just has been absolutely dominating a backcourt that just has very little answers for him, especially with it really being Austin Reeves slash Dennis Schroeder who's going to be back there, maybe a little bit of Malik Beasley, but all in all, just not been a good defensive matchup there for the Lakers. And I expect that Mike Conley is going to be going into the paint early and often to try and break down some of this defense so that he can get Anthony Edwards and Carl Anthony Towns some better looks. <clears throat> Speaking of those two, 9,100 and 8,600 respectively. Anthony Edwards always good because of the fact that he has that small forward eligibility. I feel that the decision you're likely going to end up making is whether you want to go with Anthony Edwards or with Jimmy Butler, just depending on how things are working out on kind of my early lineups here. <clears throat> I'll probably veer a little bit further towards Jimmy Butler, just given uh, not only his history in the matchup itself, but also how he's likely going to be that much more used within that matchup there against an Atlanta team that is a worse defensive team as well. While Carl Anthony Towns, though, I will have a decent amount of exposure to him. If we're talking about that Bam versus Cat perspective there, while Bam at 7,700 is definitely an excellent value, I believe the upside pick is with Cat over here. And even though he is technically coming in questionable with his, um, with his hamstring, or his calf actually, he showed very little signs of it in that Pelicans game where he came up absolutely huge, looked great in that, and three straight games now he's put up uh, anywhere between 46 to 48 DK points. So for a guy who's usually been around, you know, when healthy in that kind of high 9K to low 10K range, for him to be available to you in a big game for the Timberwolves at 8,600, I do think I'm going to be smashing that exposure quite heavily on that. While on the Lakers side, I mean, it's really what you always expect. I think people are going to try and see where they can save some money so that they can get a LeBron James or an Anthony Davis in. Again, I think from a cash perspective, absolutely just locks. From a GPP perspective, I probably end up liking some of these other options that we spoke about earlier there. But that being said, for 10,900, a guy in LeBron James who's probably going to get you somewhere close to 60 as far as DK points is concerned is never a bad pick from a fantasy perspective, while Anthony Davis is going to have to play just as big to try and get there. Now, he has done pretty well in the two Minnesota games, which is, of course, a big boost to what he's been doing, averaging about 59 DK points in that. But given that he is 
$300 more expensive than LeBron James. And he's in a center position where I do believe we have superior options for their price tags in both Bam Adebayo and Carl uh, Anthony Towns. I'll probably be... I'm not going to say fading Anthony Davis. I'll have a bit of exposure to him for sure because we know AD can absolutely go off. But between the two, if I'm saving some money and I'm going with one of those cheaper lineups, taking some of those mid-tier, you know, Torian Princes, Bogdan Bogdanovich, all those to be able to allow a LeBron James to get into my lineup, I'll definitely be going that route more than the other way around. While <clears throat> I'm going to be avoiding the Austin Reeves situation, I think he's too expensive in general. Yes, he's had a couple of big games on there, but 7,100 for a guy playing his first playoff game, you know, usage is going to go all the way between the big two over here. So I am by and large avoiding most of these guys, except I may have a little bit of sneaky exposure to either Malik Beasley or Jared Vanderbilt, because I do expect both these guys to be required in these kind of matchups, especially from a defensive standpoint and from a Malik Beasley standpoint, they really need his three-point shooting, especially in the corners, to be able to go ahead and take advantage of this matchup here. But as you said, very short slate over here. Lots and lots of decisions to make, though, which is why you definitely need to be on that Sports Ethos DFS pass all the way up until lock. Keep an eye out on the rotations that could be coming out there. Who's going to be starting uh, for the Minnesota Timberwolves now that Rudy Gobert is, in fact, going to be out. We're going to have to see if they go small. And if that's the case, I do think Torian Prince is going to be a big guy to look at. So keep an eye out with all of that. Before we do go, though, we as always jump into the Thrive Fantasy side of things where, you know, there's a number of these <clears throat> potential uh, potential props here that I'm looking at that did tickle my fancy. But the ones that I'm really focusing in on are centered around that Minnesota-Los Angeles Lakers game. First of all, going back to what I think Anthony Edwards is going to be required to do tonight, whether his ancillary stats are going to be there to get it up there, I do think he is going to put up pure points tonight. So even though it is a pretty big ask, but for him to put up 30 points to get 120 Thrive Fantasy points for you, I do think is in play here today. And I think that's a juicy prop for you to be able to go ahead and jump in on. While Mike Conley, I actually feel pretty confident about this one for 100 points for him to be able to put up six assists in this game. As I said, I expect just the way the matchups are working on here, he is going to be heavily, heavily attacking the paint and either getting a kick out or a bucket for himself. And that's going to allow for his dimes total to be a good bit above that. I'm actually expecting him somewhere close to you know, nine to 10 assists, given what the matchup is going to look like here from a defensive standpoint for the Lakers. So five and a half is something that I'm absolutely locking in. And then finally... The King. You can't go past the King. It's another 100.1. 44.5 is actually lower than what I was expecting his props to look like. So points, rebounds, and assists combined for him to go above 45 or above. I feel pretty good about that. Given the fact that we know in the playoffs, LeBron averages nearly 30 points a game. And his rebounding total and assist total is usually around that 8 plus mark there. So... Again, just a lot to like with regards to what LeBron can do and also the fact that he is now even that much more willing to put up those shots from outside, take those threes, rack up those points in a hurry. I expect that we're going to get to see a good bit of that here. And as always, you know, no Rudy Gobert. Let's throw that out there. Their interior presence is going to be incredibly compromised as far as the Minnesota Timberwolves are concerned. And I expect LeBron, who is still the same freight train he's always been, to continue doing that. But that does bring us to the end of this podcast. As always, you can catch me on Twitter at HAK underscore devil. Same thing on Instagram as well if you want to hit me up on that. But definitely give me your thoughts on what this two-game slate's looking like, what playoff matchup you're most excited about. On a personal note, I think the uh, Kings and Warriors series is going to be the best series of the first round. 
And by the way, as a Raptors fan, there's all these uh, parallels that I'm finding and I'm throwing out there. Not only did the Kings end up you know, with a very similar kind of team structure as what the Raptors had back when they had their 2013-14 season, ended up with the exact same record, 48-34, and 34, and are coming up as the higher seed against a team that was full of you know, championship veteran players that are looking to have yet another hurrah. Of course, the Warriors are another level to what the Brooklyn Nets were at that time, but still, the parallels are there to be seen, and I'm really going to be rooting for Sacramento to do something cool here. I expect this to be a deeper series than people are seeing it to be at the moment. But as always, get yourself onto that Sports Ethos Pass, catch me on there, catch me on Discord, and let's go ahead and take down some of these playoff GPPs. <laughs>